Hello, Earthlings. Welcome to my podcast. My name is Ariana, aka Earth's assistant. On this show, I'm going to be as real, relatable, and authentic as possible. My hope is that maybe one day you can be your real, authentic self. On this show, you are not alone. If you feel like you need someone to relate to and someone who will be 100% honest with you, look no further. I am here to relate to the masses. Today, we need more people being and accepting who they truly are. Being your authentic self is the key to happiness. It's time to step out from behind the shadows and show the world who you truly are. Now, let's get into it. What's up, Earthlings? Let's just get started. (laughs) So, I remember around middle school is when I started to not like myself. And I think it had a lot to do with probably hitting puberty around that age and, you know, getting my period and things like that. And also around this time, I was diagnosed with a sleeping disorder. I have narcolepsy. And not only did my period start while I was in sixth grade, in class, nothing super embarrassing happened, but I was just embarrassed that it happened the way it did. Like, I know there's so many out there who probably bled through their pants and, like, became a laughingstock and... That sucks. That did not happen to me. But it was still very embarrassing. And I had to go to the nurse and the nurse made me call my mom and she made it like the nurse just made it such a big deal. And I don't know. It was just super embarrassing. And then I was also diagnosed with a sleeping order on top of that. And I'd be so embarrassed falling asleep in class and because kids would laugh at me or the teacher would make it a big deal or I would get in trouble and some teachers would embarrassing embarrass me when they woke me up, and that just made it worse. And also, at this point in middle school, I was considered obese by the doctor. I remember finding that out. My mom, she must have been at work at this time because my nana took me to the hospital for a doctor's appointment that day. I remember him saying I was 200 plus pounds. Currently, my weight is 140. So in middle school, I was severely overweight. At first, I was really like, I can't be because I never thought that I was that big until that moment. No one had ever called me fat or overweight before. And I was extremely embarrassed. I didn't want to go anywhere or do anything. That was also the time I became a real introvert. I've always been an introvert, but I think that just made it worse. I even started wearing more and more hoodies and baggier clothing in middle school I was friends with, like, the quote-unquote popular crowd, but they were never mean to me or bullied me, and it was my own doing that I became this self-conscious girl. I started, like, really overthinking everything and, you know, looking at, you know, I was watching music videos and TV and things like that, and I was able to put, like, fat and obese to, you know, being ugly, essentially. Fast forward to high school, I still had the sleeping disorder, but this time... I was on Ritalin, and that was helping, which Ritalin is similar to Adderall, but I don't have ADHD, so it did the opposite effect to my brain. It not only focused me, but it gave me energy. It was a stimulant to keep me awake. So on my 14s team for volleyball, for those of you who don't know, 14s is the age between 13 and 14. I think this was probably 8th grade. It was 8th grade because my freshman year I was on 15s. So this is club. For club volleyball, it goes by age. And so at this time, I had this amazing assistant coach. With this one phrase, she literally changed my life. And I actually coach volleyball right now, and I say the same thing to my girls. 
So if anybody has ever played a competitive sport before, you know that mindset is a big deal. And you know, the saying is sports is 80% mental. And she told us to fake it till we make it because we also, everybody, including our parents, hated our head coach. But that's neither here nor there. But she said, fake it till you make it. And I'm sure so many of there of you out there have heard this before. And this is when I began, began, <laughs> began to learn about how susceptible the brain was. That's when it like clicked for me on the volleyball court and off. I learned that the brain was very easily to manipulate. So with this new change in my head, essentially, I began to pretend to love myself. I pretended to be way overconfident. Sometimes I even came off cocky, but that's just what helped me. Because I know the saying is confident, not cocky, but being cocky on the front, like out in the physical to friends and family, made me more confident inside. And I tried not to be cocky to the point of being an a-hole. But I probably came off as one anyways. But for example, this is specifically on the volleyball court. In my head, I would say, like, bring it on. In serve, receive. If you've played volleyball, you know, you have to receive a serve. So when we were in receive, I'd be like, bring it. Like, serve it at me. There is no ball you can serve that I can't get. And then other examples would be out loud. I would say things like about how pretty I look or how great I am or how funny I am. And this works for me. Find what works for you. What is one thing that you can say to yourself? That just makes you feel better about yourself. But I never did it in a way that put others down, ever. I just said things about me. I just complimented myself, essentially. But I never, ever did it to the point where it brought someone else down. So by the end of my sophomore year, I would say I was pretty confident in myself. You know, I still had my moments. I mean, I'm a teenager. I was, what, 15, 16 years old. I would say I was, like, halfway there. I was still quiet and reserved. I just walked around more comfortable in my skin. I was still on the thicker side, but it didn't bother me as much. I started moving further and further away from hoodies and jeans, and I got into more casual clothing like t-shirts, cute tops, jeans, leggings, things like that. But it wasn't just learning how to love me, but it was learning who, who I was as well and loving her on top of that. So back to my narcolepsy, because this has something to do with my body as well. So caveat to narcolepsy that I don't think people know this part of it, at least for me. It's difficult for me to sleep when I want to sleep. I cannot sleep when it's time for bed. So my body sleeps when it's not time to sleep. Uh, Still to this day, even though most, it's essentially controlled now. You know, I still have my days, but it's pretty well managed. So before I went onto the medicine that is one of the factors that has helped manage my narcolepsy. I think I would average about two hours of sleep every night, starting in fifth grade all the way up until my sophomore year. And I don't think people understand, like I would be awake half the night and then I'd be so exhausted come morning time that it would, my mom, when she woke me up for school, I mean, it was, mornings were fun in my household. I refused to get up because at that point, my body was so exhausted that it had no choice to sleep. But basically... By the time my body wanted to sleep, it was time for school. So that's great. Once I got on the medicine that helps me sleep at night, I lost 40 pounds just by getting the right amount of sleep. That also showed me how important sleep is because I was doing sports year round. I was doing competitive volleyball and high school volleyball. In middle school, I was doing 
obviously middle school volleyball and competitive volleyball, but I was doing dance on top of that. But I was doing sports year round. And I know some people say volleyball isn't that hard, but we condition just like any other sport, sprint, weights, core work, things like that. You know, we condition like any other sport would. And then my stimulant that wakes me, that keeps me awake, um, cuts my appetite. This is not me saying that losing weight made me love myself. That is not true. My point in this is showing you that once I lost that weight, I still was not confident, fully confident in myself. I had confidence issues still. That was the point of that. Just because I was now at the quote-unquote correct weight that I was supposed to be at, that didn't change what I believed on the inside. All right, moving on to college. So before I went to college, you know, I just started to go on the birth control, you know. I just thought that was a smart thing to do. And one thing I can truly say about my body is I have never had a full face of acne breakouts, ever. I maybe had the occasional one or two, either during my period or right before, but I never broke out like crazy. So I ended up going on Nexplanon, which is the arm implant, because I was like, the IUD, uh -uh, that's going to hurt. So I was like, no, I'm good. And I decided to do like a quote unquote more permanent one because I am super forgetful. And there is no way I would remember to take the pill. I have three calendars and two reminders on my phone. I'm very forgetful and I still forget things with all of that. So as soon as I got on it, my face broke out horribly. It was bad. I had acne all over my face. And I was like, okay, maybe my body, you know, I did give it the benefit of the doubt. I was like, my body just needs to rebalance its hormones, blah, blah, blah. After six months, nothing changed. And I mean, I also tried a lot of different facial products. Nothing helped. So I got it taken out and I went on Yasmin, which is a form of the pill that is actually supposed to help with acne and get my hormones back under control. I forgot all the time. So not only were my hormones out of whack, but my period was also out of whack. So I went off that. And I decided to wait for my body to rebalance itself. And this all happened freshman year. And throughout my whole college, my face was a mess. I had acne and scarring all four years. I still have a lot of scarring. Acne is much better under control. I'm not on any birth control, so that's great. Uh, I, st I do still currently have scarring. But it took four years for my face to get back to somewhat normal. I tried everything from natural to all the chemicals. Nothing worked. And I mean, I even gave like each skincare product at least one to two months. After four years, I probably tried it all. Okay, the point of my story was my confidence took a nosedive in those four years. You know, I had worked on it in high school. And when I graduated, I was pretty confident in myself and who I was. All of a sudden, it was non-existent. Again, on the outside, it may not have seemed like it, but the inside, it was shot to shit. And honestly, my family did not help. My mom tried to be helpful, but wasn't. I really did not want her help. And I said that multiple times and she wouldn't listen. She wanted to help, you know, get my acne under control. And I just wanted her to leave it. I wanted to do it myself. And she frustrated me to no end. But also my face was bad enough that my mom thought I needed fixing and something was wrong with me. And that that's what really hurt. She never outright said it. And I know she didn't mean it that way. But every time she tried to help me, I honestly just felt uglier. I tried to get her to stop helping, but she wouldn't listen. I said it nicely. I said it not so nicely. And maybe if I had told her how I felt, she would have backed off. Or honestly, maybe she wouldn't. Honest, I wouldn't. I'll, I'll never know. And so I'm in a better place now, you know, but back 
a couple years ago, I wasn't. And I remember one time we were all sitting uh, at a restaurant waiting to be sat. So we were in like the waiting area and I could, my brother was sitting right next to me. I could see him staring at my face. He's older. I knew he was going to say something about my acne. I knew it. And he did. And I was so embarrassed. And that embarrassment led to anger and frustration. And those feelings came about because I just wasn't okay with myself. I hated my face. I could barely stand to look at it. And when you are frustrated with yourself, you tend to take that frustration on others. And that's exactly what I did, to be completely honest. And I, ha- I learned that me learning to love myself and to see how beautiful I was, it helped my defensiveness or my snippiness at others. I am the first to say that. Even to this day, my frustration still gets the best of me. It's from a different place, but it still gets the best of me sometimes. But I've been able to learn how to control it better because I, once you understand where your frustration and anger comes from, you can see where it's starting to affect outside of you. So my anger and frustration came from me not loving myself because my parents and my brother would point out my acne and they would just make me even more self-conscious and I realized that. So I worked on it. And currently I am honestly super confident who I am. I love who I am. I'm comfortable in my skin. But you have to remember when you see someone confident in themselves, they weren't always like that. I had an epiphany the other day and I realized that I may completely love myself on the outside, but I still struggle with loving who I am on the inside. They are both as just as important as the other because it is a part of you. Fully loving yourself is loving who you are on the inside and the outside. And we also have to remember, no matter what others look like or who they are, they still can have body image issues. And I think that's one of the things that, that frustrates me to no end about certain people in my life is that they see these quote-unquote skinny girls And first of all, they end up judging them. They try to point out flaws in the skinnier girl. But you don't know. She could be just as hurtful to herself that you are trying to be to her. It doesn't matter if you're skinny or plus size. Anyone in between can look in the mirror and see falls. Falls? Flaws. I am also talking about all genders too, from men to women and everything in between. And I believe everyone has some sort of confident issues, no matter who they are. Loving yourself takes time. It won't happen overnight. And it's not just about looking in the mirror and saying, I love you to yourself every day. That's a part of it, but there's more to it. You need to do the work. Journaling helped me a lot. It still to this day helps me. So I journal. I love journaling. You know, maybe talk it out. If you don't like writing, uh, voice memos, talk it out. Find the root of the issue. You need to be able to look at yourself and point out the physical characteristics you love about yourself. But you also need to look at how to love the flaws that you see. Because honestly, sometimes you are probably the only one who sees that flaw. Nobody else sees it. And you also need to learn how to love your personality and who you are at the core. Even the quote unquote not so great things about you. Like for me, I have an independence issue, which we're still working on, but it's gotten better, but I still want to do things myself. And honestly, it would annoy me because I'd be like, why? Just why? Why are you like this? But I ended up loving that about myself or the fact that I'm slightly OCD about certain things. It would annoy me because I'm like, well, why do I want to do that? Like, why is it that I want to fix that thing? Like maybe fix something that's crooked. What? Like, what does it matter? Nobody cares. But I learned that, you know, that's just one of my quirks that I had to learn to love. And if you can learn to love the parts of you that you don't like, 
it will change your life. We need to stop going down this rabbit hole that we get on when that ugly voice in us rears its head. You know, the voice that says you're ugly or you're not good enough or you suck or any of those voices. We have to learn to counteract that voice as quickly as possible. Catch that inner voice saying all those mean things and honestly tell it off. Be like, you know what? You can F right off. Nobody needed that today. And then be like, I actually love that about myself. And maybe you actually don't. But telling yourself that you do will make it real. One day you will wake up and that voice will just be quieter and quieter and eventually non-existent. I mean, honestly, it still exists. I still have those days. I'm able to like bounce back real quick. At first, it may not be that quickly, but it'll get better. Don't let other people's opinions affect you. Also, what I had to learn is stop taking things so personal. And I know it's easier said than done, but it's the truth. You taking things personal, like everybody's just out to get you and attacking you, is just going to make you mentally worse, to be completely honest. A completely confident person doesn't care about someone else's opinions. They don't let the words or or factions or actions of others affect them. Some things people say aren't very nice. And even just the way people look at you can hurt. But we cannot let that stuff get to us. You know, we just need to live our own life and do our own thing and not worry about all these other people. That even goes with don't compare yourself to others. You are a unique person. You, your individual self, your mind, body, and soul is all unique to you. So why are you comparing yourself to someone who is them? Like, they are different from you. They are not you and you are not them. There is no need to compare yourself to them. How you grew up, how you act, how you think is different from them. What you eat, what you wear, it's different from them. Do not compare yourself to others. The only person you should be comparing yourself to is the person you were yesterday. And how you can be better today. How can you be better than the person you were yesterday? If that's, maybe yesterday was a bad day for your confidence. So maybe today you just need to say, I love you to yourself no matter what, and that's it. Maybe that's all you do that day. Or maybe you need to take it up a notch. Maybe you're like, I, it wasn't a good day yesterday. And maybe you need to journal on why it wasn't a good day yesterday. What happened that made your confidence so low that day? Maybe you need to write about it or talk about it. But you have to put in the work to be confident. You don't just wake up, okay? You don't just wake up like that. That's all I have for today. Thanks for listening. I'll see you in the next one. I guess I won't see you in the next one. (laughs) I'll talk to you in the next one. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We are not perfect, but we can always keep it down to earth.